You're listening to the Foreign and International Medical Graduate Show, a podcast to inspire physicians in the process of immigration to the United States and access to graduate medical education. We create meaningful and helpful content that motivates medical students and doctors throughout the world with the goal of creating a community that supports itself and gives feedback to each other, that stays updated with the most recent tips and advice on how to make it in America and become a successful resident or fellow in the speciality of your dreams. Dr. Alonso Osorio is board certified and residency trained in both emergency and family medicine and will be bringing you 20 years of his personal experiences, struggles and motivation. We'll be chatting with people like you to talk about the lessons they've learned along their personal path, how to make an impact and how we can all benefit from it. Also, we'll analyze the current resources available and how to benefit from them. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Foreign International Medical Gallery podcast. And well, first of all, let's begin with saying congratulations to all of those, all of you, the ones that have successfully matched and have fulfilled the dream of coming into the United States for your residency training. For those that have not had the opportunity to match, my first tip of advice is never give up, giving up. Please be faithful, be trustworthy, keep working hard, and you guys soon are going to uh, realize that every minute that you have spent through this hard pathway and this is going to come to pay off at the very end. And having said that, today I gather what I'm going to call two of my pupils, disciples, or colleagues. They are two doctors from my native country, Colombia, in South America. And I'm extremely proud of them, first of all, because they reached out to me many years ago, I would say probably seven years ago, and Daniela probably a year and a half or so ago. And we have been working in this process of making sure that they line up their uh, efforts to be successful in the United States. So I have them here today. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Obviously, ladies first, and then Dr. Uh, Pais almost is going to be second. So welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy time. I know you guys have had a very, very, you're right, right now, you're riding high on emotions and barely sinking in all the juices. So welcome to the show. Welcome, Daniela. Welcome, Dr. Pais almost. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. I'm Daniela Rodriguez from Bogota, Colombia. I am a general physician working right now here. And um, I match into pediatrics in New York. So I'm very, very excited. Pediatrics in New York. I know, I know yeah. that you and I have spoken about that that was your wish for the longest um, time. And Dr. Ferney, tell us about you. Dr. Rosario, thank you very much for this amazing opportunity. Again, in this show, I am Dr. Ferney Paez. I am from Colombia, from Bucaramanga, from uh, Universidad Industrial de Santander, the same university that Dr. Rosario attended. And I am so proud I am, and I am so happy to share with all of you that I match in psychiatry, uh, Texas Tech, El Paso, Texas. Well, I think today we have the perfect example of, of two worlds. Daniela, 
Dr. Daniela Rodriguez and I can really identify ourselves with each other because it took us four attempts to make it. And, and it, it was like, finally, like God heard me, something magic happened, but the magic didn't come just because, right, Daniela, you have worked so hard for this. And on the other side, we have Dr. Paez almost that he said that the stars aligned for him as well, but he did it on his first attempt to the residency of his choice. Obviously, Daniela is primary care. Fernay was psychiatry and I was family medicine in our first attempts. Right now, I'm working in emergency medicine and it was my second residency training, which kind of changes the circumstances. And it might change for you guys when you, if you decide to do fellowships, you know, either on pediatrics or in psychiatry, but I think uh, you obviously have made it. So let's go back to a week ago and let's go through the emotions and just pitch in. Tell us, Daniela, what was it like uh, to be the eve before the match? What was going through your mind? Oh my God. I remember that the night before my dad called me and he was like, okay, I want to talk to you. I'm very scared. And I, uh, what happens if you don't match? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't want like to think about that because this is, this was my fourth attempt and I was so scared and, um, I didn't want to think about that. I just was thinking about it in a positive way. I knew that I was going to match. I knew that I gave my best. But I couldn't sleep <laughs> the night before. I couldn't sleep and I had to go to work. And I was just thinking about the match. And minutes before, I was sweating. I was super nervous. And when I got the news, the good news, my hands were shaking. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> it was a Best moment of my life. I how, was super happy. How many times you had to type in the password of your email account to open it up? <laughs> no, my God. I was, and I didn't expect because I was maybe my time. I don't know. But I got the the news two minutes before and I was not expecting that. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. And then I got into my email and I saw congratulations. You have much. Oh my God. I was like. Wow. What do you do? You jump, you cry. No, I, I did it because I was at work and I had a lot of patients at that moment. And I was like, no, I have to continue working. What? I used, that, I used to, you didn't I run, you didn't go outside, you didn't <laughs> hug your friends, your nurses. No, and... I didn't tell nobody. What? Because because I was like, no, I don't want to tell them. I have to plan what I'm going to tell them because then I have to quit. So I was like, no, I call my parents, I call my family, but I was like in the bathroom. <laughs> like, I match, I match. <laughs> oh, yeah. were they crying? Was your daddy really crying? Yeah, he, they were super, super happy. Oh my yeah. God. I do remember when that happened to me, I was crying. It was like happiness and joy. I was jumping on a bed. I think <laughs> I broke the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it felt better than passing a step one i think uh now looking back is the best emotion right yeah it is it's so, the best um, emotion daniela and and Fernay, do you guys and we'll get back to you Fernay, but do you feel like suddenly 
your self-esteem just took a huge boost and you finally feel that you belong? Yes. For me, for example, what happened is that I was comparing myself with all my friends because hey, I have most of my friends there already started the residency here in Colombia. My One of my friends already did the fellowship. So I was, you know, like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything here. Um, what is going to happen with my life? And then when I match, I was like, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of myself. Well, Dr. Paez, tell us uh, what was the eve before and the day off? And I think Pernay didn't know that there was a time change in the daylight savings ah. in the United States. And he, I tested him, hey, dude, what are the results? And he said, no, doc, it's not until an hour from now. I said, no, dude, you need to remember that we changed times. So and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that, doc. Well, the night before, I was scared i can say i can say that I, I was scared i didn't want to go to the soap that was my my uh like like my, my biggest concern because i didn't want to uh to suffer a little bit more uh, this completely uh weak trying to to match so i said okay the result that or the results that coming tomorrow, it will be the end. I, I would not take any chance of, of the soap because I heard that it is a very complicated and it's so stressful process. So I was uh, really faithful and, uh, and I was praying a lot. Something in my mind and something in my heart said like, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I went to sleep and I went went to the gym the, the next day, the, the match day. I went to the gym. Uh, I started working on my patients, doing my calls, uh, calling my patients with COVID-19. Uh, and suddenly, you remember uh, that Dr. Osorio recalled me uh, about the, the, the results. And I was like, no, it, it will happen like one hour after that time. I, I said that like, oh no, it will happen like one hour or in two hours. But... And suddenly I just received the mail and I was like, okay, the results are here. So I was afraid to watch the email. So I called my wife and I called my son um, to the to to my to my room, to to my study room. And I told them, okay, the email is is right here. So we are opening it uh, all together. And in that way, uh, whatever happened, it will be for all of us at the same time. Wow! So the news it will be like released for all of all of all of us. So I opened the email and I match, and it was and it was amazing. I hugged my wife. I hugged my my son. He was like asking me, "You really did it? You really did it?" He is eleven years old. And I said, yes, I did it. And he told me, oh, so we are going to live in the U.S.? I said, yes, we are going to live in the U.S. No. And he was really, really happy. And after that, I couldn't work anymore, like for three or four hours, because oh. everybody is, uh, after that, 
like they start calling me, asking me in WhatsApp, uh, asking me on Facebook, asking me on any social media that I have. So I was like, okay, I cannot work. Everybody talking about this. I cannot deal because I am so happy. I am so distracted. So I was enjoying that time and it was amazing. I told my parents after that, they were so happy that I match uh, and, and they were expecting the big news where I match. It's a huge deal. And I'm rather remarkably surprised about the, the results of the match. I think the Famer and ECFMG just released a, a letterhead last week saying that actually this year has been the year that has matched the largest amount of IMGs. And I couldn't believe it because I, I, I thought that the circumstances were not playing for us. And first of all, this is uh, incredible that you guys are, are here now. And obviously, Let's talk about it really quick. If you actually match on the places of your choice, I know Daniela had a very selective, a specific location in the northeast part of the United States. And Fernay has always been in love, you know, with Texas and so forth. And I know we have family in certain states and we kind of aim for that. Uh, let's do ladies first. Dr. Rodriguez, uh, what was the process of selection? How did you match? How did you rank your, your, your programs and how did it work out in a simple way? Well, since the beginning, I always applied to the whole United States. I don't know why I always got interviews in, yeah, in New York most of the time. And at this time when I ran the programs, I was thinking I already took the step three. So I had the opportunity also to apply for H-1B visa. And there were uh, just one of the programs where I interviewed that they sponsored that kind of visa. So I was like, okay, I'm going to rank that program as the number one. And I matched there. Yes, it was my first option. It is a very good residency program, by the way. You're going to be is. extremely happy about it. I mean, in, it in is. New York is going to offer you such a large volume of patients and great exposure. Same goes for Fernay being in El Paso, Texas, such a large exposure to a very large immigrant uh, Mexican and Hispanic speaking population, which is going to be the same case for Dr. Rodriguez. But, you know, obviously New York is one of the largest cities in the planet. So it's going to be a completely different. Let's talk about reimbursement. Obviously, you guys know that New York is expensive. El Paso, right now I'm based out of Texas. We know that Texas is cheaper cost of living and Obviously, there is an adjustment on the on the lifestyle on how we get paid. So what's going to be the payment for the salary for the first year for you, Daniela, that the program is offering? For me, it's going to be $65,000. But yeah, the thing is that the life, the cost of life in, in, in New York is more expensive. And what I know is that the rent is like $1,500. Um, well, it depends because a room in Manhattan can be yeah fifteen hundred. I can um my where I'm where I'm going is in the Bronx, and I know that for an apartment I have to pay like fifteen hundred. Yeah. Wow. And what are you about for you, Fernay? Well, for me, it will be the payment like forty six thousand. I yeah. think so. But uh, to be honest, I didn't care about the payment. Yeah, no, no, I know, but it's just such a nice thing to 
to kind of know that you're getting paid during your residency. In Colombia, we have to pay for, we have to pay the university to get us into the program. And I don't think we get paid at all. No, we don't. And then we need to find like a side gig to support ourselves on top of the residency training in Colombia. So having, having to get paid, provided lab coats, books, resources, getting health insurance, getting 401k, getting life insurance, getting all these perks that you guys cannot imagine how expensive they are. It's just awesome. Not only for you. I know you, Daniela, you're single. You don't have any kids. But Fernay has a little baby that is like four months old, five, right? And you have an 11-year-old son and you have your wife. And you both are going to have different immigration pathway. Uh, Daniela is going to come in in an H1 a sponsor program with the possibility to rapidly escalate to a green card immediately after her residency program. And I think that at that H1 has up to five years. So you're going to yeah. have probably three years of residency and immediately probably two years of fellowship if you get it. And then after that, boom, you need to find a job that actually sponsors your, your green card. And for Fernay, what's your status right now for immigration visa? Uh, we'll be J1. J1. And don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. A lot of attorneys like Mitt Siskin spoke before. He actually likes the J visa quite a bit to work with. And, you know, right there in El Paso. I don't know if you know where is Del Sol Medical Center. Right there in front. What is the name of the city across the highway? Ciudad Juarez. You can see people actually jumping the fence and falling into a highway and getting run over by a car and just breaking their bones when they jump the, the fence from Mexico. But just south of that highway is considered urban underserved. And just putting an office or being hired by a psychiatrist, for example, south of El Paso of that highway is underserved and you immediately qualify for a waiver. So it's going to work out either in Texas, anywhere else in Texas, anywhere in the United States, but it will work out. So I'm not even worrying about it, Fernay. Fernay, I'm going to just rewind a little bit because we spun a little bit forward. What was the matching process for you and the selection and how did it happen for you? Yes. Well, uh, as you said, doctor, I have my family. I have my wife, my son, my little baby. I was thinking about uh, the same thing, the visa, H-1B, because I already took my step three uh, last year. And I thought, okay, uh, my wife speaks English a little bit. My son, he doesn't speak English at all. He is trying to learn. And my little baby. So my so my options were New York, Cleveland, Albuquerque, and El Paso. So I was taking all the possible scenarios where I will live. And... I decide to rank number one uh, as, a, as a number one puzzle because in Cleveland, the winter is really, Harsh. really strong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really complicated uh, to live there because uh, the cold temperature almost six to eight months of the year. Yes, uh, uh, seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> yes. And I was amazed about uh, the nature around Cleveland. And I was like, oh, I want to live there. It, it is so green. <laughs> but somebody told me like, yeah, it is so green, but you can enjoy that beautiful landscape only four months of the year. Because the rest of the time you will be 
in the hospital or you will be on your car or you will be on your house because it is so freaking cold. Yeah. So yeah, I decided not to go there. And uh, that program was the Metro Health program mm. uh, right there is very, very famous, is really good. And it offers me the H1B piece. Wow. It was a difficult decision, but I decided to, to put this program on the second, the second place of my top of my rank. After that was Albuquerque, Albuquerque, beautiful landscape too, uh, beautiful weather, uh, really cheap place, but the safety is kind of difficult. Uh, there are so much crime there, uh, so much drugs going on on the streets, so much felonies, and it's kind of scary when you uh, search information about this place. So I decided, no, I want to move from Colombia because uh, the security right here is not good. And I don't want to live in a place uh, and living in the same situation like in Colombia. So pass. New York, very, very expensive. So I couldn't see myself in that uh, jungle of buildings and streets. I don't see myself right there. I am a, an outdoor man. I, I enjoy uh, living in, a, in outdoor areas and with beautiful landscapings. So I decided El Paso is perfect for my family because uh, they speak Spanish. So my wife will be moving around pretty easily. My son too. And it is a very, very cheap place and very affordable to live. Um, what else? And I have uh, a friend in the program, so I will be guide for somebody there and it will be just very, very good for me. I'm going to make an intermission. As you guys listen to my colleagues here, there is couple, one thing that I want you to, to really play back and listen to what they said. Dr. Daniela Rodriguez. How old are you, Daniela? 31. 31. And Fernay? 32. Okay, very young guys and mature physicians. They're pretty much just, uh, been practicing for seven to 10 years now. Medicine, is that correct? Five years. For me. Five years, about five years for each one of you. But pretty mature physicians, they come with a lot of clinical experiences. But two different worlds, two different scenarios. A lady, single. I think New York is going to fit her well for her personality and for her lifestyle. She has no connections to anyone that I know of. Uh, emotionally, <laughs> but I think yes, I have. I have. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> but I don't know if they're in New York or not. But anyway, but I think in her circumstances, New York is going to be an amazing fit, and she's going to love it. And listen to Doctor Pais, the considerations that he had to make. He loves to be outside. He likes the outdoors. He he considered deeply the impact that this was going to have not only on himself but on his family, and having the considerations that he had a friend within the program. So. Every single circumstance is so different. So when people talk about going through the match and how is the match process going to work for you, no one can give you the advice to tell you how to do it because it is only you. You're a unique human. You, you have so many different circumstances, so many factors that play into this that Daniela is it's kind of following me here on the thought process. What's your opinion and the take on on this? Yes, I want to talk to about that because there's a lot of people that they have 
in reaching me out and asking me, like, hey, these are my credentials. Do I have any chance to match? And what are my chances to match? And also always my answer is like, hey, is that for every, each person the path is completely different? Yes. So it's not just your credentials. It's a lot of things that you have to, you know, take into account contacts, if you have research or not, if you have step three, your also your interviewing skills. Also, if destiny and God and the universe wants you to match in that moment, you yes. know, so there's a lot of things. Wow. It's so many factors. So guys, don't get attached to yeah. one only thing. Just just keep your mind open. And for name, what's your comment on this? Yeah, I believe you have to try and don't give up any moment. Don't be scared about your scores because I didn't have great scores. At the beginning, I told Dr. Osorio, I am afraid of my English because I couldn't practice a lot because uh, I, I am living in a, a Spanish speaking country like Colombia. So I, I didn't have the opportunity in the past to practice my English a lot. But if you really want to match, and if you really want to be a doctor in the U.S., you can do uh, the same thing that I did. I just hire English teacher, a native English teacher, and I practice two to three hours every day, every day for two months before the interview uh, season starts. So I believe when, when, when the time comes, when I get my first interview, I already felt at that moment ready to take any interview because I was practicing and doing my best every single day. The Foreign and International Medical Graduate Podcast is proudly sponsored by nextdaypodcast.com. As I said, nextdaypodcast.com. They provide podcasters like me with affordable podcast editing services with 24 hours turnarounds. You simply send them your raw recordings and they do the rest. If you're not podcasting right now at this moment, check out their amazing podcast launch packages. I'm one of those that is extremely satisfied. And if you use the promo code MEDICALNEXTDAY, that's MEDICALNEXTDAY, you will receive 10% of any of their services. Again, that's nextdaypodcast.com Well, this result of having had match has changed your lives for the better. And it's not that in Colombia we have bad standards. I'm just going to tell you guys that you're going to come to a medical society that has the highest standards uh, coming from you. I do know for a fact that in Colombia, there is not such a requirement of continuous medical education or recertification or keeping track of your licensing process or getting recertified by your board or by the, uh, all these things that you're gonna be dealing with. I mean, you are now being held by a higher standard in a personal way, in an educational fashion. It's a long life commitment of learning and, and teaching and 
the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, the way you move, you are a doctor. And for some reason, see, it's important to be, yes, it is important to be a doctor in Colombia and everybody respects you, but here you're going to be held by a higher standard by your patients. And there's a lot of ethics regarding this. And now you're going to get into the world of uh, professional behavior and you're going to, uh, uh, your demeanor and the professionalism and and the everything that comes with it. It's just something different. I mean, your life just got better, but at the same time, you're being measured by a different ruler, I would say. What's your take on on this uh, type of uh, umbrella that is going to cover you now from now on, starting July 1st? Well, my life has changed a lot. I think that it has changed a lot. And yes, you are right. It's not that here in Colombia, we don't have good doctors because I, I will be also happy to be here. But I know that there I will have more opportunities for me and I will receive a high quality of, of education. That that's what I was looking for. So, yeah. And for me. Well, uh, I believe um, it's amazing. It's just a dream to get in this such a high quality of uh, system, health system. I will do my best and I know uh, at the beginning it will be a little crash just to adapt myself to all these rules and to all these uh, things, like specific things about the behavior and about those things that it is measured in the U.S. But I know after a couple of months I will get it and I will get used to, uh, to do these things and to take care of this and I will be so happy because I am a man who like to follow rules and to to like uh, like you behave in the best way possible. I know you come from the military background type of mindset, so I I know I know how you are. Well, it's 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 a lot of, uh, to take on. You cannot imagine how proud I feel of you both, uh, you two guys. Uh, Fernay, you reach out to me when I lived in San Antonio, Texas. One day, I I don't know through through WhatsApp or Facebook or how you got in contact with me, but I think you heard from someone else that me, I have left the university and, and you reach out to me. And, and I remember you just kind of trying to establish a conversation. And then as things kind of got more heated up and you started to pay, taking the steps and moving forward, things just got better and better. And, 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 both of you, I'm, I'm feel extremely proud because in Daniela, I used to uh, see this fear I used to see this lack of confidence. I used to see this hesitation and this uh, feeling of an imposter syndrome that I, I felt that you didn't believe in yourself and that you did not belong to commit to this pathway. And now seeing you across the border on the other side and, and seeing the way you're talking, the way you're so assertive, you seem to be a different uh, Daniela. I don't know. Uh, how your life changed or what you had to do in your personal life to make things be this way. I am a different person. The core never like, changed. What I'm saying, the core never changed, but there was something about you yeah. that had to change. Yeah. So if I compare myself since when I started getting ready, like for the first time, I was lost. I really didn't know what I have to do. I didn't have like much uh, information, but also there was something in me that said like, maybe you are not as good as others. I always compare myself 
because I'm, I'm, my scores were not the best. And I always judge myself because of that. I always think, I uh, always thought that maybe I could have studied more, you know. There's always something that you think that you could do better. But now that I match, I think that it was perfect moment for me because the time before that I didn't match helped me uh, with my confidence, helped me working more. I think that if I would ma I match like for the first time when I applied, I wouldn't have the enough confidence and I would, wouldn't be able to show now for my attendings the good doctor that I can be. So, yeah, I am completely different. And I remember when I reached you out and I was so scared. I didn't know what to do, but you really helped me also with that. And I'm very thankful. Very nice. Very nice. And you, Fernaya, you always been a pretty even kill type of guy. You never <laughs> really seem to lose your cool. You always He's a psychiatrist. <laughs> He always seems to be under control. He's always well-groomed, well-shaped, very well-composed. <laughs> Nothing really impresses him. Once in a while, he kind of smiles here and there. But uh, what do you think uh, it was for you, based on what Daniela? I think you've always been the same guy, but in Daniela, I saw a drastic change. You know what I saw in you? Fernay, I'm going to tell you, your English got better as you went along. And uh, that's the most drastic change that I have seen in you, and I think that was your weakness and you continue to get better at it but i think it's a lifelong process because in my case i never got rid of my accent and i try to sound more american and uh, no matter how hard i try it's almost impossible but there is something about that so tell me your, your personal opinion what was it for you well i have been living with my soldier mind all the time so when i have something to do uh -huh. i prepare myself like gathering all the things i need to achieve this goal so i knew at the beginning that i needed to take some tests so i started practicing my english my reading skills my uh i started like trying to uh to record things in my mind like to, to memorize things about medicine in english and after that, I was like trying to get all this thing together uh, to be ready for step two CS. I believe I did a good job. Uh, like you said, I improved my English at that moment, but I, I thought that after my step two CS, I, I passed it in my first attempt. But I believe at that moment that it was not enough for the interviews in the in the match season. So that's why I hired this uh, Oregon lady that helped me with, with my accent, that helped me to improve my communication skills. And I am always trying, uh, trying to be positive and I am always trying to be goal-directed, not hesitate doing things. Like I, I have found in, in this pathway, many people that told me, hey, why do you want to take the step three only after study two months? And I did it and I didn't care and I passed it because this is my way. You have to try, you have to try harder. You have to uh, recruit all the things you need to do it. And, and I did it 
And thanks God uh, that blessed me with this amazing opportunity to change my life and, and, and to get this uh, kind of level of education in the U.S. Every, every day I'm learning more from you guys and from every guest that I have in the show. I think uh, I'm learning more from people and, and I'm in this path of personal growth. I, I, I thought, I'm, I'm going to tell you for me, after having had been in this country for 20 years and being a doctor here for a while, I started realizing that I was really smart. I was clinically smart, but there was something missing in my life. And what was that? And uh, I want to fill my life with things that fulfill me. And after I have become professional financially and stable with my family and everything else, I said, I need to do something now that will, will make me happy. What will make me a better person? And for me, has been learning about things different than medicine, uh, communication skills, uh, entrepreneurship verbal and non nonverbal language skills, just things that are non-medical, just to be a more well-rounded human. And this whole project of the podcast just simply allows me to get in touch with people and to learn from people like you. And I really want to thank you for having had allowed me to come into your lives, give you probably two cents of, uh, of advice, or at least the motivation, or sometimes I'm not really good at giving negative feedback, but sometimes a few things that I try to kind of code a little bit and tell you things that you might need to do. You sometimes don't pick up that in the first few interactions, but I think it was more dramatic. The changes that I saw was with, with Daniela. It was just impressive. I'm not saying that Daniela has changed as a core individual. She continues to be the, being the same sweet uh, woman that you are and you come across that way, but definitely you really blossom during this process. And Fernay, you have become extremely confident and, and I see the assertiveness and, and I, I see what kind of psychiatrist you're going to be very, very well carried, very well mannered and very well respected. And um, I think that type of personality is going to kind of take you all very far. So I'm going to give you one piece of advice and one thing that I never did. And I want you to do this for the next four months. I'm Colombian like you, and I want you to soak up your country, soak up your family, soak up your traditions and eat all the things that you won't eat here. You might find them in New York, but do the things, do the partying, do the drinking. <laughs> I know many people don't drink. Do the things that you won't have for the first year of internship. Enjoy life now. I know you, Fernay, are, are worried and Daniela as well about funding yourself with enough monetary, you know, you know, financial strength to kind of come here with plenty of money to support yourself and get started for many dreams that you have or debts that you have to pay. But just enjoy life, be good Colombians, and don't forget about your country. And one thing I have always told, and not only my pupils, my partners, my disciples, my colleagues. I also have told this to my scribes because you guys know that I own an scribing company. But these kids that come in as uh, undergrad and then they make it in through graduate education, I tell them, remain humble. Stay humble. Never think that because you made it this far, you have become a better human than other people. Because life will find a way to humble you down and to let you know that there's always people that are better than you. So stay humble, remain humble. And that goes to all the people that are listening. Because for me, I've been always remarkably uh, surprised by the fact that if you don't stay humble, 
there's something, somebody's going to come and let you know rather quickly the things that you're not doing right. And people are just going to simply going to start hating you. And um, just keep it simple, guys. Life just gets more complicated when you become more cocky and you haven't become a better human just by becoming a doctor in the United States. Life is awesome. Life is, life is amazing. But, uh, you know, and, and at the very beginning, Daniela touched a point and, and I wanted to make clear to my listeners in Colombia, it's not that I'm talking down on my Colombian standards of medical performance. I'm just saying for those doctors that decided not to stay in Colombia and want to come here into America, there is different standards that we're held here compared to the ones that we have in Colombia. I'm not saying that people don't have great highest standards. So I don't want miscommunication or a message uh, to be sent out there that is not clear. But in, in general, I'm just super excited that you guys are here. And I'm going to wrap it up by asking you, each one of you, one question with two answers. What was the one thing that you think that was the worst that you could have done that could have affected you so far through this process and what was the best thing that you did that make you successful i don't know if i made it clear one thing that you did that you want to change now would have changed to make it better and what was the one thing that made a difference in the process and let's start with the ladies first so for me the best or the biggest mistake that I made was that I didn't plan what I was going to do for when I want to match or when I was going to apply for the match. I didn't plan. I didn't know exactly what I had to do, how I was going to write my CP, my personal statement. And what helped me to match is that in the fourth time that I, that I applied, I plan everything. So I start practicing for my interviews. I start working on my personal statement with time. But also what um, helped me a lot was that before the interviews, I start uh, making a good research about the program, about the interviewers. And the day of the interviews, when I ask questions, I try to make authentic questions. We're not the questions that most of the People ask, no, we're questions about and maybe uh, some papers that the, the people who interviewed me wrote, questions about, you know, like something that was not in the, in the website. So that's what helped me a lot. Wow. Good tip. Dr. Pius almost. Your well, turn. if I have the possibility to change something, I would like to change the last part of my personal statement, I made a terrible mistake. I wrote down that I wanted to go back to Colombia in the future. And many people, many doctors asked me on the interviews, so you want to be trained as a psychiatrist in the United States and you want to go back to your country. Mm -hmm. And you know, doctor, that we need a lot of psychiatrists here. And I was like, oh my God, I made a terrible mistake putting down, putting this down on my personal statement. So I would like to change that if I had yeah. the possibility. Yes. Um, if I have the possibility to change it. Yeah. And I believe the, the best thing 
that I did during all this season was uh, the preparation that I did for my interviews. Because not was only my English, my, my concern. I listened to your podcast, doctor, talking about the settings, talking about the internet, talking about the computer, the sounds, the micro, everything that you have to, to prepare just to have a good interview. So I did that. I um, just painted the wall behind me. I, I mark beautiful pictures of my family in different places of, of the America that we travel. And, and also my ECFNG certificate, my medical diploma yeah, is right there uh, too. And I bought a beautiful, amazing uh, micro just for the interviews and yeah and i did something really cool that i was tr always trying to enjoy the interviews wow and make jokes have a good time because yeah. it, it is so stressful all the time yeah every single pathway or every single step of this pathway is really stressful because you have to to gather many things to achieve these steps yeah. so i thought Uh, somebody told me like, hey, you know what? The doctors and the program only want to know you and see if you are a good fit for this program. Correct. So be yourself, be nice and have a good time. And I did that and it worked. Awesome. Well, for our listeners, these two Colombians like me, three with me, are Unfortunately, brain fuging and leaving my country that is in desperate need for many physicians. But at the same time, doctors like uh, Daniela Rodriguez and Fernay Paez uh, in coming into primary care are going to strengthen the United States. And we have such a need for pediatricians and psychiatrists, as he had just mentioned. Uh, in my personal case, I was a family physician. I never really got to practice family medicine, that there, but there is a huge need for family physicians as well. By the way, Daniela, pediatricians feel that family physicians are not really uh, good at taking care of pediatrics and internal medicine doctors never feel that family physicians are good at taking care of adults and gynecologists feels that family physicians are not really good at taking care of gynecologic issues and psychiatrists feels that family physicians are not really good at taking care of mental <laughs> problems. So there is always a, a kind of headbutting in, in, on that, but you know, we're just kind of the general practitioner of the United States just mm -hmm. with a three years of degree of training on just uh, basic medicine. And um, I think I was a good general physician and emergency medicine doesn't change much of what I do because in the emergency room, I, I think only 2% of the people are truly ill requiring active interventions that prove my training in emergency medicine. In America, the system is so broken for primary care and people go to emergency room looking for primary care needs because they just simply cannot make it into the psychiatrist or the doctor's office. And, and that's why they're to see me. So I feel pretty comfortable and I do really feel that despite the fact that I don't use my family medicine skills in an office, I use it on daily basis in the emergency department. Well, that's it to wrap it up. I'm going to say goodbye to the episode by again repeating myself that uh, I'm really happy that you guys had allowed me to be part of your lives. You are about to begin a very lengthy, busy process. I know that our lives might drift apart, but just send me a text. 
shoot me a message, send me an email just to make sure that you guys are alive, that you got married, that you got more babies on the way or not. And just to stay in touch because uh, from now on, uh, you guys are going to be receiving documents from the university, asking for your yeah. lab coat sizes, for how you want your name to be uh, embroidered in the lab coat. Keep it simple, by the way. Dr. Ney Paez or Daniela Rodriguez. Don't put two last names and middle initials. It makes everything so complicated. So complicated. Even despite the fact that it's going to be in the ECFMG certificate, like I just keep it simple. That's just one piece of advice. You're going to get all this stuff on healthcare, insurances. You're going to need to go to the embassy, get your visas, and all this amazing uh, process that uh, from Fernay's uh, times four and for Daniela's times one. <laughs> but uh, that's it. And, and for the listeners out there everywhere in the world, remember, as Fernay and Daniela said, it's not one thing is a whole 360 all around type of persona that they are looking to analyze. It's not one thing or just being good at one test or another. At the end, it's just being just a good person in general that is going to be at the right fit for the right program, as Dr. Pais almost had mentioned. Daniela, I want to say goodbye. Ferne, I want to say goodbye. Thank you again for the last hour. I love you guys and, and I wish you the best in the future. Rosario, thank you very much. I want to uh, say something before I go please uh, to all the listeners so yeah for the ones who didn't match please don't give up trust yourself trust the path and learn about every moment every mistake learn about it and the most important thing is to come and um, to improve as a human being that's the most important thing I want you to keep that group that you uh, funded yes. uh, going because it has grown so much and it has really has given a lot of motivation. And with your permission, I'm going to take advantage that you're here. Do you mind if I use that beautiful statement of motivation that you posted on your group on Facebook uh, so I can use it and read it in my next episode uh, for all the listeners? Of course. Yeah, I'm going to continue also with my group. It's going to make small changes now that I match, so I can give like more advice and about that, side. and to share also like all my experience now that I'm well in this process uh, of the residency. So yeah, I will be happy also to help everyone. Uh, I will awesome. never forget this process, and it's way in which I can like pay back to all my yeah. effort. And yeah. Remember to pay back and stay humble. And Fernay. Yeah. Well, doctor, thank you very much for this opportunity again. Um, it is always a pleasure to be with you doing this uh, show. Um, just my advice for people who don't match or who just start uh, this pathway, never give up. Uh, be positive all the time and keep doing. It will take a little bit, a couple of years, but at the end, um, it will be worth it. So keep doing and be strong. We have come to an end of episode 65. Guys, be in the lookout for more material. As you guys know, Dr. Osorio might be taking a job here. And um, life might change for me too. It's an always changing process. I'll keep you updated. I know that there has been a little bit of shortage of material for the last few weeks. But be patient. I will continue producing material and gathering some people for you. Feedback, always appreciated. I love you all and please don't give up. Thank you. Thank you, Fernay. Thank you, Daniela. And I say goodbye for now. Bye.
Thank you very much, Doctor. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.